Hello and welcome to Let's Be Honest. I'm your host, Just Jonda. And today, what is it again? It's Nonstop November. And we are on Nonstop November Day 5. Most importantly, we are still in the middle of the presidential election. So today's topic, Election 2020, Day 3. They're trying to steal my job from my little hands. And of course, if I'm talking about little hands, you know exactly who I'm referring to. None other than the commander in chief himself, Donald J. Crybaby Turtle on his back. I'll get to that <laughs> next Trump. It is is unbelievable what is going on now it's not even totally unbelievable to me that the election is still going on i know it is to some people but the reality of it is, is that there was truly a lot of um pre-voting and mail-in ballots for obvious reasons none of them being fraud which is what uh, President Trump would say the obvious reasons are it is because A, it's more convenient, B, it certainly got more people to vote, and C, there is a pandemic going on. And just because he and his mouth breathing, non mask wearing fans are happy to walk around and be all out there without their mask and be close to people all in lines five, six hours at a time, it doesn't mean that the rest of us want to. If you wanna have rallies or as I call them, giant super spreader events, go right ahead, have your guns, don't wear masks, do what you wanna do. But it is precisely because of those types of people that the rest of us feel unsafe. The last thing I wanna do is be stuck in a line for hours on election day with potentially rabid idiots yelling and trying to turn it into some kind of rally, you know, spittle flying everywhere and breath and who knows what, and you know, forget about the number of teeth that may be missing. And also risk, getting a deadly virus when all I'm trying to do is exercise my right to vote. He even had the nerve earlier to say that mail-in voting could turn people who may not have been bad people, but it could essentially make them bad people. Now I'm gonna get to the press conference in a minute because that has had some interesting fallouts for the 17 minute press conference. It has certainly had some fallout that's lasted far beyond that 17 minutes, kind of like his, what should have been 15 minutes of fame way, way back when he was hanging with Vince McMahon and the WWE should certainly not have been extended this far to having to deal with him as the president of the United States and potentially the president of the United States for not just four, but, but possibly eight years. So let's get to the updates. As of 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 
And again, we still have the same thing with Fox being a little bit more aggressive in its calls than CNN, Fox AP. So Fox, a Fox News AP, and of course we know that Fox is largely held by Rupert Murdoch, who is not a fan of Donald Trump. So who knows, this may just be a stick it to you. The, they still have, so the numbers haven't changed as far as this elect, electoral, I can't even talk, as far as the electoral college numbers, the numbers haven't changed. It, uh, Fox has Biden at 264, Trump at 214, CNN, again, hasn't changed since yesterday. Biden at 253, Trump at 213. The so-called battleground states or the states that they just won't call are still, um, well, let's, let's just go to the tape because they're pretty damn interesting. Now, Arizona, Biden's numbers have kind of gone up and down. At one point in the earlier part of the day, he was up as high as 70,000 over Trump. Now he's at about 48K. The numbers that are coming in now as they finish off are somewhat unpredictable. Apparently that area is largely Hispanic. So they're just really not sure if they're going to go Republican as they have um, in the past or if they are going to shift, which will um, get Biden more votes. Because again, in these tight races, you really don't want them to be super duper tight, even if your candidate wins, because it'll trigger a recount sometimes automatic. Other times, if either party asks, nobody's going to have an issue with it because it's just so close, which I think is going to be the case in Georgia. Georgia, very interesting, started out this whole process with Trump looking like he was trouncing all over Biden in Georgia, up at one point by as many as 150,000 votes, then maybe 130,000. Then as the count started to come in and they began to get into the more, uh, the, the urban areas with more crowds, more people, you, uh, Atlanta, the Atlanta area, Fulton County, Cobb County, the areas that are more diverse, those numbers started dropping and dropping big time. Enough that if you are, are on the Trump campaign, you are not a happy camper. And you're probably even less of a happy camper because of who your boss is and him wigging out right about now. So right now, so tight, even percentage-wise, it's nuts. 49.40% for Trump, 49.36% for Biden. And there is literally under 2,000 votes separating them of something like 1,700. That was at 10.30. is a little after 11 p.m. I know they were going to refresh, but I wanted to get on the air with you. Michigan. The gap has widened. It has made Biden's lead in potential victory even more decisive. You have 50.55% for Biden, 47.92% for Trump, with Biden's lead pulling out to 145,000 votes ahead. So way to go, Detroit. My goodness. North Carolina, I think my prediction is that this is probably going to stay with President Trump. While his lead has certainly narrowed considerably with what they have left to count, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, the areas that they're counting are uh, somewhat diverse, and I think there may be a rural area thrown in there somewhere. So that may not 
get uh, Biden the high percentage of those leftover votes to overtake Trump, not with um, it, not with Trump with a 76,000 um, 76, vote lead. So North Carolina may probably stay with uh, Trump. And remember, if you are someone who is hoping that Biden is going to pull it, pull this out, he doesn't need North Carolina. If he if he holds on to Arizona and Nevada, he's got he's got it. Even if Trump gets North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Alaska. So, um, because then it'll be like 270 to 268. Again, always better to try to get as many as you want, but you only need 270. So, where are we? Nevada. Nevada, uh, Biden's lead widened. Remember I told you last night I was a little worried worried about that, uh, where Biden was as we ended last night. He was only between seven and 8,000 votes ahead. Now he's more like 11,500 11, votes ahead. Still not a not big, big numbers, but at least the number is going up instead of down. Pennsylvania, dead heat. Now, again, this has got to be one that it, it like it like Georgia, that is absolutely driving folks to drink because they ended, I want to say by the maybe Wednesday morning. Not only was President Trump ahead in Pennsylvania, he was ahead by like hundreds of thousands of votes, but it's all about where the counting is. And like Atlanta, it was those more congested uh, urban areas in, in with where there's just many more people. Um, and then on top of that, you have many, you have those areas being typically uh, Democratic strongholds. And for Biden to even catch up with Trump, he needed to pull at least at like 56%, 56 to 60% of those numbers. And he's actually been pulling more like 70 and 75% of those numbers, which has, which has helped him whittle down uh, Trump's lead tremendously. I don't know where it's going to go, but it is still a pretty damn impressive showing no matter what happens. I say the same thing about Georgia. Even if ultimately Biden doesn't win it, it is a pretty impressive showing. And I think that both parties moving forward better walk into those states, taking them a lot more seriously especially the Republicans in terms of just assuming that they've got Georgia in the bag because between uh, the individuals in the areas in and around Atlanta and a lot of these people have money. So these are not just, you know, folks they're like, that they're like, oh, well, you know, they vote, oh, no biggie. They voted in the national election. They probably won't vote in state or local elections. No, these are people in areas where there are a lot of individuals who are uh, well-rounded, well-educated, who know that those interim elections are important. And then you got people on the ground there, like Stacey Abrams and, and her uh, organization, who are holding the Republicans feet to the fire for what went on in that Kemp election when she ran for governor. So 
Georgia is a state to watch not only today, but moving forward. And I say the same thing about Pennsylvania, although Pennsylvania is always a little wacky, right? Because a lot of times they, you know, you have those times where they go red on the national level, but on the state level, they elect Democrats all the time, all over the state, Pittsburgh, certainly the Philadelphia area. So, um, it, you know, so it's, it's an interesting state, but hell, it's kind of like Virginia. Uh, New Jersey, same thing, very, uh, I, I say the same thing about my home state. The state always goes blue, but then on the state and local level, you end up with, you know, one year you could end up with a Republican governor, another year you could end up with a Democratic governor. Uh, there's really no rhyme or reason to it. I mean, we're talking about a state that tends to always go blue, yet we had Chris Christie for a governor, so go figure. Now, the this is where things get crazy. President Trump did another press conference today, and this one he was in such a state that several news agencies cut away from him. And these were not small uh, agencies. NPR cut away from him, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, NBC cut away from his speech because they said, you know what? There's a lot of a lot of them said there's a lot of fact checking to do. Ralph Nader had issues with the fact that NPR cut away, but whatever. Um, to me, it's not even about fact checking. It is it is more so that in his rambling, he incites people. There are people out there on the streets who think that they need to fight for this, who think that there is some cause to hurt people about this. So when you have someone up there essentially shouting fire in a crowded movie theater, no, I don't care if it's the president of the United States or not. You don't need individuals inciting the public by telling them things that are simply not true or in the interest of fairness there is no proof of at this time, but because you are the president of the United States, and certainly from the standpoint of your um, of your supporters, they have an air of legitimacy. That is just not appropriate action, and is scary, and you know people could really get hurt. So. I have a few clips of the things that he was saying. Now, you got to know, and I'm not going to play the whole thing. This went on for 17 minutes, and it was nothing but rambling about the same things over and over again. So here is a few clips of his speech. Okay, let me get this for you. sense of that word by powerful special interests these really phony polls phony polls fake polls okay so now he's saying that the polls were trying to suppress votes for mr biden and diminish republicans ability to raise funds they were what's called suppression polls everyone knows that now no, 
know everybody doesn't know that we know that people lie to pollsters and most people never even get polled Miraculously. And uh, they wouldn't allow legally permissible observers. We went to court. Apparently, votes are being found in secret. And when the observers got there, they wanted them 60, 70 feet away, 80 feet, 100 feet away, or outside the building to observe. What is it? 60, 70, 80, 100? Now you want them to observe from outside the building? Shut up. We have others happening. There are lots of litigation, even beyond our litigation. There's tremendous the litigation is being brought by Republicans, whether they are directly from his team or operatives throughout the country. And I guarantee you, all of these petitions and motions were prepared in advance. Nobody wrote them all yesterday. They want to find out how many votes they need, and then they seem to be able to find them. They wait and wait, and then they find them. The mysterious they is finding votes. Who is it? Antifa? The Illuminati? QAnon? Ghosts? Let's not forget the, the voting zombies we talked about last night. These must be the Walking Dead zombies that are doing it. Because the Thriller zombies are cool. process because if it's straight uh, they would be they should be proud of it instead they're trying obviously to commit fraud now he talks bad no about philly about again in philadelphia observers have been kept far away very far away so far that people are using binoculars to try and see and there's been tremendous problems caused they put well, they covered the windows because nobody should know the identity of these people. Nobody wants them to be attacked. By the way, I'm saving you from the fact that everything he said, this is about the fifth time he said it. never believed they could win this election honestly. I really believe that. That's why they did the mail-in ballots where there's tremendous corruption and fraud going on. That's why they mailed out tens of millions of unsolicited ballots without any verification measures whatsoever. And I told everybody that uh, these things would happen. Next, it'll be the early voting. That's the problem. I watched a lot of different elections before they decided to go with this big massive election with tens of millions of ballots going out. Millions. Everybody and the United States millions. And we think millions. Is that like minions? I like minions. Minions are cute. Don't be talking about my minions, dude. End up perhaps at the highest court in the land. We'll see. But we think there'll be a lot of litigation because we can't have an election stolen by I like this, and I, I tell you, I would. Don't you steal the election for, from his little hands? And I've said very strongly that mail-in ballots are going to end up being a disaster. Small elections were a disaster. Small, very going to be a disaster. Elections were 
millions of disasters. This is a large-scale version, and it's getting worse and worse every day. We're hearing stories that are horror stories, absolute horror stories. I keep telling you, there's all kinds of zombies. It's not a question of who wins. We can't let that happen. Okay, so like I said, that rambling went on for 17 minutes, and it felt like millions of minutes. So we're going to end with what Anderson Cooper had to say about this, because obviously we've got another night of watching this. And of course, for me, um, a poli sci geek, uh, this is this is just my stuff. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I'm trying to make it fun and interesting for you because, it, you know, it is for me. So I hope you continue to hang with me. And again, I will, I promise you, I'm not going to bombard you with politics, politics all the time. In fact, just a little nugget. I talked about it on my other page. If you watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Erica Jane and Tom Girardi have announced that they are getting a divorce. I think if anybody watched the show, you sort of saw that coming. And I hate the sound kind of shady but when your husband is like a gazillion years older than you and word on the street is that both of you are doing this you know doing your own thing and you draw your own conclusion from that living your own lives shall we say then when the money starts to dwindle away what's holding you together and certainly if you're younger and trying to live your life and let's face it, that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills money ain't going to last forever. It's not like she's Lisa Vanderpump. Uh, it, her check is a Lisa Vanderpump check or even a NeNe Leakes check. So, you know, your the, the shelf life on her being able to hook another one for a, a, what, a 50-year-old who's trying to be a pop star? Yeah, she's she's got a, a cut bait and throw out a uh, throw out another one. So there you go. Gave you a little nugget, and many of you may not even care because I don't either. I don't even like the chick. But at any rate, and I don't mean I don't like her. I mean there's nothing about her that's particularly appealing on the show other than just seeing what she's gonna wear, and it usually is something that's way too young, and you you know make a comment and you move on to the next. Next, I am going to post this and I'm going to get on Twitter, see what's going down. I'm going to look at the numbers, see where we are, because before I came on the air, I think they were going to do an update at around 11, 11, 15. And just like I said last night, if anything big happens, like something actually gets declared, Although even if it is, it's nobody's going to certify this election with all the litigation going on. But just in case, you never know. Rupert Murdoch may decide to stick uh, to stick it to Trump. Uh, just one good time to make sure that he absolutely doesn't sleep tonight and give Nevada to um, give Nevada to Biden just so that it looks like he got two seventy. You never know what goes on with these folks, but it would be kind of fun. At any rate, thank you for listening once again, nonstop November election night 
number three, stealing the job from my little hands. This is just Jonda, your girl signing off. And just remember, you can find me on all platforms where you listen to podcasts. And particularly if you have Apple, please go on, leave me five stars. I am also on iHeartRadio and Amazon Music. Let's get those numbers up there as well. You can find me at Let's Be Honest, JJ, that's L-E-T-S, uh, oh, what? Yeah, L-E-T-S, H-O-N-E-S-T, J-J, for Just Jonda, on Instagram and Twitter. You can tweet me, you can DM me, let me know what you'd like me to talk about. Going into the weekend, let's get something fun going. And of course, you can join my page, Fashion Drama Diaries, on Facebook. The link is in the box, uh, is in the info box. And as always, if you're thinking about it and want to talk about it, chances are I'm thinking about it and want to talk about it with you. So let's be honest together. Good night. I am going to play off my little news music because I just love it so much. And please continue to pray for my sound engineer because doing this, not only because he's a cool kid, but too, because doing this stuff myself really sucks. But I'm going to play my cool news music anyway. <laughs>